0: Hey guys, Mitch here. Uh, Just a little plug for some shows I've got coming up. I'm about to hit Melbourne, Sydney, and Newcastle Comedy Fest. Uh, So come along and see me. Uh, I'll be in Melbourne April 14 to 19 with my show Cat Daddy, which was the show I did at Sydney last year that sold out. I'm gonna be doing a whole new show called Big Fat Loser. That just got announced. Uh, So I'll be doing four days in Sydney, and then uh, one night at Newcastle Comedy Fest. Uh, which is going to be awesome. So, Factory Theatre in Sydney, April 23 to 26. Newcastle, May 20 at the Happy Wombat. Uh, grab tickets, uh, especially for Newcastle, only the one show. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, sell out Sydney again. And, yeah, really excited to get down to Melbourne again. Buy tickets. Okay, bye. sunny day It's a sunny day up. Uh. Welcome back to the Dead Dad Society. This is episode four. Thanks for coming back to the society again. I really appreciate you guys coming around. No one else has made it in person today. That's fine. Uh, no one's, no one's gotten here. That's all right. Uh, I did order a big old uh, platter of party pies and sausage rolls for everyone, but uh, that's all good. No one's here. Happy to finish it off myself. Alvin, producer, here as always. What's up, everyone? Sup everyone? <laughs> Very cool, man. Very cool. I appreciate that. Um, sorry about the delay getting out episode four. The world is falling apart. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the love on the other episodes. Really, really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to send us uh, any questions or s- tell us some stories, uh, hit us up, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. Uh, so send us an email to say you like the show or you just want to say hey or you know me and know a funny story want to hear me talk about it that's all good a couple of things of of love from the other episodes Uh, I talked about uh, Mr. Reed, my PE teacher in a a former episode and uh, yeah I put up uh, some clips on Facebook talking about Mr. Reed uh, from the episode and uh Someone tagged Mr Reed, so Mr Reed saw that, uh, he laughed at it, we had a little bit of a witty back and forth, and uh, he did agree that it was a home run, so that's on him, um, and I did apologise for swearing at him, so how about, how about it, podcast, the podcast is making friendships happen 12 or 13 years after I finished school, is that how long? That's depressing, anyway, um, but yeah, guys, uh, as always, start the episodes, we've done it again, I can't believe it. Oh um, Another copy, Alvin is absolutely devastated. Um, I did actually get a lot of the plastic in my throat last time, so I probably won't break this as, as um, uh, violently, but um, so if I went like, I thought that would break, but didn't. Well, the disc is still intact and that's the worst bit. It's gonna break in my hand anyway. Uh, yeah. so that's done we've done it we did it another one another two copies ruined how good's that keep them coming please uh, if you have a copy of Paul Blart you want to get rid of it you know where I am um, just hit me up email dead society at gmail.com and uh, I'll happily tell you where to send it but yeah guys the world the world is falling apart I can't believe it I can't believe it the coronas the coronavirus it's it's absolutely tearing the world apart Um, You know, we had, we, Australia, we had the fires. We went straight into the floods. Uh, Everyone around the world must have been thinking we're absolutely taking the piss, right? We're going from fires into the floods and we're like, hey, we need more money. We need more money now. The fires are gone. Now we have too much water. Please, can we have some money? But everyone thought Australia was taking the piss and that's fine. But uh, no, we've done it. We've come out the other side. And if you saw the other day, Alvin, officially no fires left. Oh, really? No fires, completely out. All gone. How good! How good is wow. that? So that's brilliant. Yes. Um, but yeah, the world is falling apart. Coronas, floods, fires. Floods. It's like that. It's like it's it's like a bunch of movies all just combined it's into right. one. Yeah. It's like Contagion. I don't know if you saw Contagion with uh, Marianne Cotillard and Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, it was like it's all about. Fast yeah huge cast yeah. huge cast Steven Soderbergh movie I think and where there's a yeah just a contagious virus spreading around the world and eventually it takes over and man's feeling pretty relevant right now feeling I think pretty it's re- the most uh, watched movie at the moment since yeah. coronavirus yes that's so funny yes oh man wow it's yeah. the most watched that, yeah yeah contagion is the most oh okay so sorry, that'd be sorry. that'd be something that netflix would be sharing totally being like guys why not you i actually tried to search it on netflix the other day not on there not on maybe there the US netflix, not sure. maybe you could get it off um apple again oh, yeah, like I'm you did with paul blood that's right you animal <laughs> but yeah how good oh man yeah the uh, contagion we'll have to watch that we'll have to watch it. i would love to see it again but uh yeah the world the world's g- we're dying everyone's Like there's not not a huge, there's not a huge like death. There's a huge death number. Like any any kind of numbers is huge, but the death percentage is not that bad. But it's still scary. Everyone's scary. Everyone's scared. Not scary. Everyone's scared. (laughs) Toilet paper crisis. The long life milk crisis. Where were you, guys? The long life milk crisis of 2020. I haven't been able to buy any long life milk. There's people fighting over toilet paper. It's absolutely insane. But yeah, we went from fires, floods, coronas. It's like, the day after tomorrow, combined with Contagion, combined with, I don't know, what's a movie about looting? Because, is there any movies about looting? Probably not, but were you going to tell me a fact just then? Yeah, was, uh, I was just confirming that Contagion thing. So, right now, it's one of the most watched films on several platforms. That makes perfect sense. Yes. That's so true. Yeah, okay. Lucky for Steven Soderbergh and for the cast. I actually thought it was a really good movie. I don't think it got enough love when it came mm. out. But... Uh, Speaking of movies to do with the coronas, the coronavirus, some sad news. Some sad news this week, and it does tie into one of our favorite subjects. One of our favorite subjects, Anna Diarmas. Anna Diarmas, chat. We always like to chat about Anna. Actually, I think I got some plastic in my knuckle there, but um, Anna Diarmas, chat. She's in the new James Bond. She's the new James Bond girl. News came out. James Bond going to be coming out in a couple of weeks. ...has been pushed back to November because of the coronavirus. Alvin, I am filthy. I was looking forward to it. Really looking forward to that. They've released, they've released the Billie Eilish theme song. Yeah. Daniel Craig's going to host SNL. Yeah. They better put that back to November as well. Probably will get him back in November. November that is a long way away. Because they're saying that they reckon this coronavirus will be wrapped up by October which you know we were talking about it earlier and it's like you don't see it going that long but I see it going longer I don't know just but I get I get it I guess you don't want to lose that Chinese market if you're uh, if you're the James Bond people but I guess a lot of a lot of well, the James Bond producers sorry but a lot of people are worried a lot of people are worried about it like so I guess people aren't going to be going to the cinemas as much I personally would have taken the risk Want to see me some James Bond? Yeah. I was very, very keen for it, but uh, yeah, like so. That's been pushed back. Anna, I haven't, I haven't seen if Anna's commented on it. Um, I haven't seen if Anna has confirmed. I don't think she is dating Bradley Cooper. No. Because I think Bradley Cooper is apparently dating Katie Holmes now. I about that. So yeah. everyone's, everyone's, da- everyone's <laughs> swapping. I don't, I can't keep her tabs on whoever's dating who. It's too hard, but we just need to know who Anna's with. Just so we can just respect just, them. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> now, what? A, what a, yeah, I was really looking forward to that. It's been been a pretty dry at the movies lately. I thought like you know, we had uh, Birds of Prey came out. Invisible Man the other day. Actually, that's a lie. The Invisible Man was yes. brilliant. Did you it. Did you see it? Yeah, I watched it. It was, really good, it was really good. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Such a it was yeah such a surprise and Aussie driven too, which oh, I love. Yes. Aussie director. Shot in Australia, a lot of Aussie actors I in swear, it. I swear, when I when, when I saw one of the scenes of the of the house, yeah, it looks exactly Aussie like a Sydney suburban surely, house. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and uh, like they just make it look a little bit American with some yeah. stuff. But yeah, there was like, I think at one point there was like an establishing shot of like a power pole, and yeah, it looked no, that's, ex- that's is, is that the one you were talking old about? Old, yeah. yeah, I'm like, nowhere that's in America. That sh- that looks like it's down the road. Yeah, hundred percent. And any oh, of wow. the... It honestly, looked like on Murunga, something like that. But any of the shots, like when they're in buildings and you can just see out the back, like out the windows of the buildings, yeah. any of the big buildings, it's like, that's quite obviously Sydney. Mm. And then it cuts back to like, I think it was based in Chicago, meant to be set in Chicago or something. San really. Francisco? San Francisco, sorry. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was a brilliant movie. Elizabeth Moss was so good. Mm-hmm. So like really encapsulated that role and yeah. pretty pretty relevant uh pretty relevant topics the whole you know um i guess domestic violence domestic abuse sort of thing and to turn it or have it be a pivotal part in a hollywood horror movie it's pretty damn cool pretty damn cool but yeah it was a great movie and uh, a lot of aussies in it harriet dyer playing the sister as well that was pretty cool young aussie lady she's very very good but uh yeah so that was that was good but apart from that it's been pretty quiet I didn't get a chance to see Birds of Prey. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't move past that name. That name of the movie itself is so. It was like Birds of Prey, and the emancipation. Oh, yeah. The emancipation of one Harley Quinn or something. I think that's what it. I think that's what it is. Is it? Yeah, the Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So that's crazy. So I don't know. You can do it for do it for other movies as well. Be like. Was that Sonic the Hedgehog oh, yeah. and the fantabulous collection of rings or something? Really? I don't know. But um, yeah, didn't get a chance to see Birds of Prey. But Bond, it's been put back. It's been put back. And I'm pretty upset about it. I'm pretty upset. But I uh, actually did see, I went and saw Little Women with my wife. Went and saw Little Women. And uh, happy to report, guys, uh, that I am on board the Timothy Chalamet train. He is amazing uh he plays the love interest in little women he was in ladybird and he seems to be just about everybody's crush in the world right now and i think i'm gonna add him here yeah, i'm gonna add him to my crushes uh i am a timothy i'm a shallow <laughs> that's pretty funny actually um i'm gonna start the australian <laughs> i'm gonna start the australian fan club for timothy chalamet call us all Shalomates. but yeah so went and saw little women i'm on board timothy chalamet happy to report on board, guys but, uh, yeah, coronavirus, man, it's, it's, it's scary. Everyone's, everyone's all worried and, you know, there's only been, at like, this point when we're recording, I think there was a third death today in Australia, which is, yeah, it's uh, only three people, but, you know, obviously very sad, but not as, you know, we're not at panic stations yet, but saying that people are going to be spending a lot of time in hospital, uh, that do have it, getting quarantined, and, and hospital's not good, it's not good, it's not a fun place. I, um, I spent, when I was like to 16, when I was like 16, I spent three weeks in a hospital because I had uh, sleep seizures, right? And they couldn't figure out why these seizures were happening. I'll, I'll explain it, right? So I used to like, I'd go to bed at night and I would just wake up in the middle of the night, just shaking and I would just need to If I was in bed, obviously I would be, but most of the time, if I was in bed, I'd just need to get to the wall. I'd need to get off the bed and just get to the wall because I felt that's where it was safe. So I was having these seizures all the time. I'd go to like, I'd go to parties with my friends and then I'd stay at my friends' houses after and they'd be like, man, you can't stay over anymore. You keep having these like seizures in the middle of the night. It's scary. And it's one time I, like I had uh, steel cap shoes on, like I fell asleep slash- passed out right uh, on my mate's floor like on a mattress but my feet were off the end of the mattress and he had a wooden bed uh wooden uh wooden floor wooden floor so the mattress is on the wooden floor and i fell asleep and i started having a seizure in the middle of the night and he said that the noise of the steel cap boots banging on the wooden floor is something that will never leave him right? and i was like yeah fair enough man i'm so sorry about that just didn't mean to make you hate sleep but Yeah, having these crazy sleep seizures, I used to freak out all the time, right? And I couldn't feel like, couldn't figure out what was going on. Like, I'd literally be laying in bed, and I'd be like, I need to get out of bed, like, and just would like I wouldn't say that obviously, but my brain, I was was shaking, and I was very tense. And it's like my brain would be like, I need to get out of this bed. And eventually, went to the hospital and uh, got got checked out. Got admitted immediately, right? And uh, they, they just couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure it out. I was in there for three weeks while they tried to figure this out. Um, they thought that uh, a couple of weeks beforehand, uh, I had gone to a, and this will probably show the, the age that I grew up in, I went to a concert at Horton Pavilion. I went to The Used at Horton Pavilion, uh, Screamo Emo Band, and uh, went and watched their show. And then they thought that possibly the, the strobe lights from the concert might have affected me and now uh, my mom she didn't believe me that I hadn't taken any drugs like I was I was pretty young like I was 15 16 or so but she was like you've taken something you took something and went to that concert and it's affected you and I was like no that's, that's not what happened I'm starting to have these random seizures but uh so I'd have these seizures it was crazy they couldn't figure it out they thought it was their concert and they're doing all these tests. They could just never. I remember one time I was in the I was in the hospital bed, and they used to put the sides up on the bed just to keep me in, and uh, like so the sides up on the bed. It's the big metal metal thing, and I remember just literally like waking up and being like, I need to get out of this bed, and I'm shaking and I'm tense, and I like grab the railing, and I literally just threw myself over the railing and just like landed on the ground, um, and then I grabbed the pole or the piping for the sink, for the basin. And I was just holding onto this basin, holding onto this sink, like just holding it for dear life, like just thinking <laughs> I'm gonna fall into an abyss or something. But, and then, you know, come in, the, the nurse comes in and, and wakes me up, like properly wakes me up and snaps me out of it. But it used to happen all the time. So they do all these tests on me and we couldn't figure it out. We had to do a sleep test one time where they basically, it's basically just a form of torture, a sleep test. And they make you make you stay up all night and then in the morning at like 7am 8am they take you into a room plug you into all these machines put all these things on your face and they monitor your sleep so that you're ready to go like you're ready to just drop off at any second i remember that was that was a that was a good night for about half the night right i watched i watched all three spy kids movies that was before there was a fourth one I watched those and I watched half the first season of the Flintstones because I had a I had a little TV DVD combo in my room because I was like the oldest kid in the children's ward, still in the children's ward, pretty cool. But had the TV DVD combo, had a lot of DVDs in uh, in Gosford Hospital. There it was pretty it was pretty schmick, but I watched Milo and Otis as well. Milo and Otis was good, but watched a lot of movies. By the morning, I'm absolutely like just falling apart and um, like hallucinating. And then I go and have this sleep test, have the sleep test, can't figure out anything wrong. And then they send me home. They send me home after three weeks in the hospital, they send me home. They go, we can't figure it out. We don't know what's going on. Send me home. And I had another one of them maybe a week later and then it never happened again. Literally never happened again. So weird! It makes absolutely no sense as to what was going on. Perhaps the, perhaps the ecstasy I took at the concert wore off. But no, that's it. I did. not just kidding, Mum. Uh, but yeah, no idea what was going on. Sleep seizures. You used to have them all the time. So I've always had bloody sleep issues. Like I've got sleep apnea now. I've got one of those masks where you like you go to bed and you got the mask on your face and everything. And it's really cool. I like. Uh, I like having that mask. It's uh it gives me a good night's sleep, which is pretty good. My um my wife was like making our house look all nice and beautiful and she was like making it look all pristine and and, uh, and matching and everything. And uh she made our bedroom look really, really good, matching, beautiful and she, she said to me, she was like, You know what? Your sleep machine really ruins the aesthetic of our bedroom. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Deeply sorry that I'm Working with your not working with your feng shui, but do you know what's going to ruin the aesthetic of a room more is my urn. Uh, so I need that. Okay, so I'm going to need that machine. But uh, now nah, she loves. She has a she has a good laugh. Um, but yeah, it's pretty pretty devil about spending three weeks in the hospital. Like I uh, I missed I missed one of the biggest parties of the year. I was so upset, and I remember like it turns out even if I had been well like if I hadn't been in hospital I wasn't invited which is fine but I remember being in the hospital and like all my friends all my friends are messaging me at this party like oh man it's the best such a good party like man I'm I'm in hospital I could I could die at any moment I was being dramatic but I was like don't stop telling me about this party I wanted to break out like I don't know like some sort of uh Just some sort of of rebel. Just break out, go to this party, and then come back. But now I probably just watched some sort of Spy Kids movie or something. That seems to be what I like to do. But yeah, missed out on the big party. I was pretty upset. I was pretty upset. Man, what a time. What a time. But uh, I got to... Man, I've got to find better... I've got to stop getting myself into situations where... I seem to get like shamed in public. It seems to be, it seems to be keep happening. Like a, a lot of stuff was happening like with the weight loss stuff, where that lady like called me plump and stuff like that. And like colleague, you know, said like, I'm worried about you but weight loss stuff going all right, by the way. Uh, going good, going good. Um, yeah, I got shamed in public the other day. Again, I, um, I had a gig in Newcastle, went to the gig, great gig. Was driving back home stopped to get some petrol and uh and stopped at the shell to get petrol and uh, i'm standing there like waiting to fill up the petrol for ages and the guy's not coming so eventually like i mean like with two or three minutes i'm waiting for him to like give the okay on the petrol pump you know when it's like late night they've got to give you the give you the authority to to fill up and uh, eventually I just go to the door and I'm like, I'm just going to go ring the doorbell, talk to this guy and say like, can you can you turn me on? Um, ooh, that's weird. Um, can you turn the pump on? And I went to the door and I'm standing there. I pressed the button a couple of times. No one's coming out. Eventually another, uh, another couple, like uh, I believe the term is um, a, a bogan couple, um, a man, lady, pull up. They're just coming in to get some snacks. The lady comes up. She goes, where is he? I "I don't know. He hasn't come out yet. She goes, did you press the doorbell? I was like, oh, did I press the doorbell? The most fundamental thing that human beings do to gain access to anywhere apart from knocking, pressing the doorbell or knocking right on the same level. Oh no, I didn't think to do that lady, as is what I thought. I just said, um, yeah. Yeah, pressed it. Yep. And she's like, press it again. And I was like, "Ah, he'll come. And then she reached over and she just pressed the button for like 30 seconds in a row. Just like, da-ding, 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 da-ding. I was like, oh my God, this lady. And then the guy doesn't come out, still doesn't come out. She gets the shit, gets back in the car with the guy and then leaves. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Mad, like, well, now this guy is gonna come out and think that I'm just the psychopath doorbell guy who's sitting there pressing the doorbell. Anyway, he did. I pressed the doorbell once more and then uh, he eventually came out and was like, oh, I'm sorry, was that the doorbell before? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I was just in the cool room and he was just over the top apologetic, just thinking that I'm this psychopath who's like just gonna flip out and smash that door, like smash him up for not opening in. But yeah, I got in there. I got to, I got my petrol, I played it cool. I was probably too, I was probably too cool. I was probably being too nice to him because I think that he thought, I thought that he, I thought that he thought I was the angry guy, but I wasn't angry guy. I was the, I was the cool chilled, like two seconds ago, I was like, yeah, I don't know. He's not even, yeah, he's not around. I don't know where he is. But this lady was just like... Bah, 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 like pressing the doorbell. She leaves. Perfect crime. Makes me look like a psychopath. But that's fine. But uh, yeah. He was... We're best friends now. But totally just got like... Just <sighs> to ask me that question. Like did you, did you ring the doorbell? Like that's just such a fundamental thing. That's when I... That's when you walk up to a pedestrian crossing and you're standing at a pedestrian crossing and you press the button a couple of times and then someone comes up and they like look at you and assess you and you can tell that their brain has gone like, I wonder if this guy's pressed the button. Like they look at you and be like, I wonder if this guy's smart enough to press the button and then they press the button and it's like, you just kind of look at them and you're like, I pressed it like... I'm a smart guy. I know how to cross the street. Like I'm not. I'm not just this crazy simpleton dude who can't cross the street. I know how to press a button. Lady, but well that was I didn't know why I said lady. Could be a man. Men can cross the street too. But yeah. It was uh I got shamed. I was pretty it's pretty sad about being shamed again. I got uh, big time shamed at a gig the other night had a gig in, uh, had a gig in Caring Bar, Karing Bar down in, uh, in the Shire. The, what's the, what's it God's Country down? Is that right? Nah, probably not. But down the Shire at Caring Bar and, uh, it was a good, good little lineup, good little lineup of people. And, uh, I was closing out the show and literally as I got up, like these guys, these guys have been talking talking all night right just talking to all the acts not letting them do material pretty standard like heckless stuff I was like I like I made myself a promise I was like don't don't bite no matter what they no matter what they say just don't bite just go up there do your jokes have some fun yada yada and I uh I got up there and I'm talking, I'm doing jokes that people are having a good time. Like people are love, like the people that are actually paying attention were-, were enjoying it. And you know, there's, there's one guy that just keeps making annoying comments. Like every time, uh, every time I'd say something, um, he'd like try and prove it wrong. And then eventually I, uh, I said, uh, I like proved him wrong in return. And I was like, ha, suck a dick like that, which is the most juvenile thing I could have said because it just, it just, literally lit him up like he was just like every time i said something he was like ha ah, suck a dick like and just mimicked it or told me to suck a dick which was not very nice but he wasn't even the guy he wasn't even the guy i was uh i'm literally right in the middle of uh doing this joke and there's these three dudes right one of them is like uh like all three of them actually look like they could have been like the part of the band dune rats like, they were just the most stereotypical dudes. Like, if they were like, oh, that's the band Dune Rats, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, they had, like, Thrasher shirts on and stuff like that. And um, he literally... So I'm, like, doing I'm like doing a joke, like, setting up a joke. And instead of nowhere, he just goes, are you wearing three jackets or are you just that fat? I was like... Uh-huh, what? And he's like, are you wearing three jackets? Or are you just that fat? And what a burn. Oh, my God. Like, what a thing to yell. A, I don't understand why people yell stuff. Like, but what a burn. I'm, I'll have you know, sir, that I... Someone made a point. They said, yeah, Mitch used to wear five jackets. That's how big he used to be, right? He's lost a lot of weight, right? are you wearing three jackets or are you just that fat like what a sick burn dune rat oh my god but yeah i was just like i couldn't i didn't i didn't even know how to fall like i literally went from like just just calm like just calm just chill just enjoy yourself just get up do the set and then they said that and i just went on like i couldn't stop i just went on the offensive and it was like I teased him about not finishing school. His friends liked that, he didn't like that. Yeah, he was an angry guy. He was an angry guy by the end of it. But he, uh, I just, I did 20 something minutes. Like, my set was like 20 something minutes and I think I told three jokes in 20 minutes because these guys wouldn't shut up. And the three jokes I did tell the audience were on board and i was like there we go like which is a pretty staple comedian thing to say being like that's you see that if you guys actually listen you fucking enjoy yourselves but no the dune rats the Thrasher boys they ruined me they killed me i've been thinking about it all week it's been it's actually been three weeks since that but i've been thinking about it he wearing three jack man what- <laughs> Are you wearing three jackets or are you just that fat? I can't wait to, I can't wait to be really skinny and then I'm going to say that to someone. Mm. Not really cause I'm not a fuckhead, but I could be. What if you come across him again? What if I come across him again? Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, maybe I'll, if I ever get booked for that gig again, maybe I'll purposely wear three jackets <laughs> <laughs> and be like. He'll be like, are you wearing three jackets? And I'll be like, yes. And he'll be like, (laughs) ah. That's, oh, fair enough. I didn't see that coming at all. I just have to get two more jackets. I don't even know if I have three jackets. What jackets would I wear? I don't know. Because you can't go, you couldn't wear like a puffy jacket. Because that'd be too obvious that you're wearing a puffy jacket underneath like a denim jacket. And then you're not going to wear a leather jacket on the top of it because you don't want to damage the leather jacket by stretching it, by having a puffy and a denim jacket underneath of it. Yeah, look, I'll have, to, I'll have to weigh up the logistics <laughs> of it. But, yeah, funny little... Why am I sitting like that? I'm doing it again. Um, funny little heckle there. I did, a, I did a gig at Gosford Sailing Club the other night. It was really, really fun. Good, uh, good gig there at Gosford Sailing Club every month. I was hosting, hosting the show in the middle, in the middle of one of my jokes, a lady in the audience who, she's been kind of chatty throughout the night, but she was pretty, she's pretty harmless. Like it's one of those kind of hecklers where they're just kind of talking and, you know, it's Friday, Friday night, maybe they've had a a rough week or a long week and they just, they just want to talk to someone, you know, and you happen to be there. Yes, you're on stage with a microphone in a room with a hundred people, but. They're gonna talk to you. But uh, yeah, I was just literally in the middle of one of my jokes and she just goes, abracadabra. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, uh, abracadabra, like the, like the magic thing, abracadabra? She was like, yeah, abracadabra. And then I said, uh, which I'm pretty proud of, to be honest, I said, well, shut the fuck up, yes. Like I had a wand. And then I just talked about how that was one of the lesser known spells of the Harry Potter films. So Dave, uh, you remember in Goblet of Fire, Hermione is teaching Ron to do the shut the fuck up yes? Uh She's like, oh, oh Ron, it's shut the fuck up your not the f- shut the fuck up your ass. And uh, yeah, Gosford loved it. Gosford got around it. They loved the Harry Potter reference, probably. I don't know. I think they just liked that I said, shut the fuck up, P.S. But they loved it it was so good. I loved... uh, I loved... There was... Yeah. There was a guy there too who... He offered... Like, I was just in the middle of, like, a joke. And then I was talking about... Something... I can't even remember what I was talking about. But someone brought over, like, a bucket of chips to him. And a beer. And then he just started, like... He just... Like, I said, like, oh, man. Like, you can't get brought food right in the middle of, of my joke. I'm a... I'm an overweight comedian, man. Like, I'm, I'm gonna get distracted by that. Like, I love, I'd love some carbs. And then he said, uh, do you want a chip? Or do you, he actually said, do you want some? And then he I went to hand me the chips, but I sneakily took his beer and had a sip of his beer and everybody loved it. Everyone enjoyed it. And then, and that's how we got the Coronas onto the Central Coast. That's how we did it. I did it right there. It's just exactly like this. Ah, just a quick little sip of his beer in, in, in all the laughter. No one saw it coming. And now, now everyone has the Coronas. I like to call it the Coronas. The coronas. Instead of saying Coronavirus, or was it COVID? Yeah. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I like to call it the Coronas. Hmm. I think it's fun. I think it's good. I am, but yeah, abracadabra, shut the fuck up, yes. That's my message. Pretty much every heckler ever. They're not bad heckle. They're not bad hecklers. Like, are you wearing three jackets or are you just that fat? Like, fuck that makes me laugh every day. Like, at the time I like got angry, but driving home I was like, man, it's pretty funny. And then the next day I was like, yeah, it's really good. And now three weeks later, I'm still thinking about it. Is my heart hurting? Yep. Is that a medical thing? Possibly. But am I thinking about it all the time? It's a laugh. It's a bloody hoot. But. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, yes. It was so good. I, um, I was going back through, like, we were talking about, like, Facebook. We are talking about Facebook memories in the last couple of episodes. I was going through, like, uh, I was going through my Facebook memories and it had a thing about, um, like, it was, like, a, and it's just a really douchey thing to say, but it was, like, it was kind of like one of those quizzes where it was, like, what's your, you know, what's your name? What's your age? What's your this? what's your biggest regret? And, uh, my biggest regret on there was just something really stupid. Like it was just so meaningless. Um, and so like I deleted the status as you do with all Facebook memories that you're like, "Ugh, I'm the worst person. Um, but I was sitting there and I was like going through my brain, trying to remember my biggest regret. And I wanted to tell you guys my biggest regret. Cause it's, uh, it's something that, uh, it's something that stuck with me for like, I felt really bad about it for years and years and years and it was such a stupid young person thing to do but i thought about it, like i was thinking about it and i was like nah it's all good like your palate you know you, you're cleansed your conscience is clear you know you're a stupid kid you know that it's bad but i'll tell you what it was so um there's a there's a bit of a local uh bike jumps near one of the train stations on where i grew up on the central coast and uh, there's a Pretty sort of not famous street, but a, a very popular street. A lot of kids hang out on there, next to the bike jumps. It's a set of shops. There's a you know bottle shop, um, but there's also a payphone. And I'm there one day. We're doing bike jumps. There's a couple of year, a uh, couple of kids from the year below, year above, even some like from really young. And we're there, and um, we're at these bike jumps riding. I'm trying to feel like I don't really hang out on this side of town, if you will. Um, I usually sort of hang in my areas, but I wanted to like be cool and hang out with these guys, you know. I'm, I'm allowed to go on their bike jumps. I'm, I'm one of them, and uh, one of them was talking about being like, "Oh, we should go do prank phone calls on the payphone," and like went and did like a bunch of 1-800 reverse stuff being like just re- ringing random numbers and then being like hey it's me pick up and then when people pick up you're like <laughs> I don't even know you and then hang up which was hilarious because then they got a reverse charge call for no one but the thing I did and someone was like should call triple O and I was like in my brain I was like no <laughs> I'm like don't call triple O, but I wanted to like fit in. I wanted it to be cool. So I was like, I'll do it. So stupid. So stupid. Anyway. And I thought if I did it, like, I thought that if I did it, they'd be like, oh, Mitch is pretty funny. But then I thought also if I put too much into it, into the prank phone call, the people at the triple O line would be like, nah, that's, that's no way that's real. Like that's obviously a prank. Right. So I pick up the phone. I dial triple O, it's ringing, whatever, answers. And I literally just said, please help me, please help me, my my husband. My husband's been hit by a car. And they were like, ma'am, where are you? And I was like, I've got to go. And I just hung up and all my friends are laughing. Everyone's like, oh, it's so funny. And we like walked off and whatever. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, nah, there's no way anyone would think that was real. Like that obviously sounded like a child. Because I was probably 10. Maybe. You were 10? Maybe 10. Oh, really? 11, 12. <laughs> so I was still riding bikes. I was, I was still loving bike jumps. Yeah, probably 12. I, I was still in primary school. But I did it. And we go back to riding the bike jumps. And I'm just like, nah, 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 there's no way they believe that. It's quite obviously a child. I'm like, oh, please help me. My husband, he's been here by a car. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. We're all sitting around. Um, I've got like an old stony ginger beer, can of ginger beer, I'm just sitting there. And then I just like hear this siren um, and I'm like, oh, like that's not good. And then literally an ambulance just flies around the corner of the street and just pulls up like to where the payphone was. Obviously they tracked the payphone to be like, that's where the person called from. That must be where they need help. So they've gone there. And then two seconds later, uh, a cop car pulls up behind as well. And I was like, Oh no. And so we're all, you know, we're we're in the we're on the bike jumps, just in the bushes, like just hanging out and like all my friends are like, Oh man, like they came and I was like, Yeah, like thinking like, oh this is really funny. Like trying to act like trying to act like I thought it was really funny, but inside I was like, That's the honestly, that's like one of the lowest things you've ever done. And I was like, Man, like so I'm sitting there, and then eventually, you know, they, they turn the lights off, they turn the sirens off, the cops and the ambos are all talking. The cops go into the shop to have a chat to the person that works at the shop where the payphone is out the front of. They come back out, they come over to us at the bike jumps, and they're like, hey guys, like, has anyone been using that phone? And we were all just like, no, no. Oh, okay, because, you know, we've actually got a prank call um, saying that someone was severely hurt. Um, and They needed help and and an ambulance and a police car have come. Um, But obviously there's no one hurt here. Um, And the shop attendant said that they saw a bunch of people using the payphone, a bunch of kids using the payphone. And we were all just like, no, no, it wasn't. Oh, I mean, could have been some people. Like, there was heaps more people at the bike jumps before. Like, could have been them. Don't know, and like, the whole time I'm just expecting my friends to be like, yeah, "It was Mitch, Mitch did it," and I'd be like, ah. <laughs> "Prank, um, sorry guys, like, got ya back to you know, just a little, just a little grace and pranky for you, just a little. Well, who's the lead? What was it? Who's the lead guy in uh, Forrest Gump?er Tom pranks, just a little, <laughs> just a little prank for you guys, uh, just a joke, but. They didn't, credit to them, they didn't, but the cops were eventually just like, well look, this is, if you guys do know who did this, this is very serious. If we find out who it is, it's, it's a $500 fine and it's a mark on the record. And we were all like, oh yeah, that's so, that's so bad. And uh, eventually the cops left, the ambos left, the ambos were really pissed, like they were, waste had their time wasted and all my friends were like oh that's so funny you got away with it and at 10 or 12 or 11 or whatever i was i was like "Uh, yep i did it i'm a legend um but now i'm like you're a piece of garbage Uh, like wasting like those ambos time taking them away from like an actual emergency just a piece of shit but uh and the, and the police, the police. I didn't get a fine, which is fine. <laughs> didn't get a fine, which is fine. But. But did your friends think you were cool after that? My friends thought I was cool. My friends did think I was cool. I also <laughs> thought I was a pretty good actor, to be fair. I was like, oh. Kind of got the acting bug that day. When I was like, oh, I could probably play a lady <laughs> who's in distress. Oh, please help me my husband but but that was the thing it was so over the top it was like almost it was like my husband's been hit by a car please help me but yeah so New South Wales ambulance service New South Wales police I'm really sorry 11 12 10 year old Mitch is a prick 31 year old Mitch is remorseful and deeply apologetic what a sad end to the episode no nah, not really <laughs> but what a grub if anybody wants to email me their biggest regrets I would love that DeaddadSociety at gmail.com. Um, yeah, Alvin, I reckon that wraps up this episode, man. I okay, think that wraps up this episode. How long have we been going for? Like 40 minutes, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Oh, what a, what a return, what a return. But yeah, guys, if you, thanks for, thanks for coming by again. Appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have some dead dads, um, some, some people in here soon that we can chat to. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for coming by. Uh, if you liked it, like subscribe tell your friends whatever and uh yeah i'm actually going to be doing a live version of the podcast i got asked to be part of uh, the uh, oh, i forget the name of it but it's the there's a podcast festival that uh, that i've been asked to be a part of so i'll be doing a live podcast in april i'll be doing that which is pretty cool so yeah i'll keep everyone updated on that and i'll probably look up the name of it like a professional and be able to tell you what it is. But, uh, yeah, if you want to send me send me some questions or send me some uh, some of your biggest regrets or your Facebook memories or any of that gross stuff, deaddadsociety at gmail.com. Uh, follow me on all the socials. And, uh, yeah, I... Uh, man, that ambulance story <laughs> took it out of me. I'm a real grub. I'm going to go home and have a think about myself. Guys, thanks for stopping by. And, uh, yeah, I love you. Bye. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Bye. Everybody's coming down